Hello and welcome to Ego Netcast. I am Martin Lindeskog and today I'm talking to Sean Douglas. Hello, Sean. Hey, how's it going? Good, yourself? I'm doing well, living the dream. Yeah, how are things in the Carolinas? Uh, it's looking like a little bit of rain, but you know, it's 70 degree weather, so I'm not complaining. Great. And I'm starting out uh, reading from your signature and it will include the your bio and so on in the show notes later on. So you are a U.S. Air Force veteran, motivational and inspirational speaker, master mm-hmm. resilience trainer, trainer, life coach. Resilience. Yeah, resilience. Thank you. Life coach and author. So mm-hmm. we can start out with uh, your author here uh, as a book, Decisions, the Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors. And yep. it's uh, listed there on Amazon. And I saw some of the reviews there and also uh, the description of the book, how to find your why and if you are not motivated, how to struggle on and so on. So could you give a short synopsis of your book? Yeah, so the book is basically an autobiographical approach to finding your why yep. and your purpose and how to defeat the self-defeating behaviors that usually hold us back. Uh, we count other people's blessings. We compare our chapter one to somebody else's chapter 20. Uh, some things that we do to ourselves that hold us back from stepping fully into our uh, potential and into our purpose and passion. Yeah. And uh, this book was published uh, last year, correct? Yes. At the end of last year, uh, in the fall. Yeah. Yeah. So what are you doing uh, right uh, now? Uh, are you working on another book or some other projects and, and so on? And you're welcome to then mention your hobbies also if you want to. <laughs> well, um, I mean, if you mention you know, hobbies, I'm actually uh, building a 66 Mustang coupe in my garage. So that's been, uh, that's been a pretty cool experience, uh, welding and cutting. And I mean, basically a full restoration. But as far as, yeah. as, far as business, uh, so I just, I founded uh, the business called The Success Core. That's my business. And it's basically yep. speaking, coaching, uh, training. I do resilience training, resilience seminars. I also do team building, team performance, leadership seminars, uh, workshops. I speak at conferences. I speak at high schools. So uh, that's that's my business. Uh, it's it's a purpose and passion that I had that I didn't know I had uh, a couple of years ago. I found out that I was really good at at speaking communicating and uh you know giving giving presentations and i dove deep into what it takes to become a speaker and a trainer and so i did that and i and i fully engulfed myself in uh in in that development and so after i got through the development part i was like man let's do this so i've been speaking since 2009 and uh and i've been loving it ever since Great, and uh, I have to go back to your uh, Mustang there and the welding. What kind of brand are you welding with? Are you using a Hobart? Uh, yep, Hobart Brothers. Yeah, that's good to know. Yep, Hobart. <laughs> I was I I have been in the welding industry for for a long time in Sweden and in in America, and I worked for this ITW Hobart Brothers for for some time there. So it was fun to to hear what you are welding with. Yeah, definitely. Lincoln's good. I mean, Lincoln's fine, you know, I mean, but, but Hobart just seems to me to be more user-friendly and, um, 
it's just easier to use. Yeah, so I like it. And this this kind of nuggets you could get if you listen to this random <laughs> show. So that's, that's, you ever need that's a well good. or go get a hobar? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good to hear. And in your signature, also you have also a site called Elevate for Success, and also Stone House uh-huh. Consulting. Could you tell me a bit more about uh, your? Yeah, sure. Okay, so um, Elevate for Success is a training company, kind of like Fred Pryor. So Elevate for Success teaches yeah. a lot of soft skills, but they teach a lot of hands-on. Uh, workshop breakout session type how to things you know it's not like oh did you have to be successful no it's there's a trainer that comes in and teaches you how to fill out applications for grants for your business or there's a trainer that comes in like i do the suicide awareness training because i'm a suicide survivor so basically i do suicide awareness training engaging leadership training so it's like a sort of engagement you know not to be too assertive to where you're like a slave driver, but not passive to where nobody listens to you. So I teach um, how to be assertive as a leader. And then I also teach change management. So I'm more of a soft skills instructor. There's other instructors that work for, uh, work for Elevate for Success that, that comes in and literally does like how to, like, you need to fill out an application? We'll show you how. So, and then Stonehouse Consulting yeah. is, I got a friend of mine named scott brown and scott brown founded the company stonehouse consulting he does exactly what i do the disc profiles myers-briggs profiles uh we do different um team building exercises basically go into an organization see how it's performing see how it's running and if there's anything we can tool or reboot then that's 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 how it works and so you know a lot of organizations are like man our performance sucks i'm like okay well i'll help you with that here's how i can help you and so we basically retool an organization to where they're performing at optimal performance. Yeah. And what kind of personality are you? Are you like me, a social lone wolf or a social media lone wolf or some introspection? I, on the disc profile, I am a high I and a high S. And okay. so, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm very outgoing. If, if you can tell. <laughs> Very outgoing, very energetic, <laughs> but the steadiness is there. You know what I mean? I, I'm I'm an influencer, yeah. but but I, I got steadiness about it. You know, I'm calculated and strategic. So um, that's pretty good. My D is very, 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 very low. <laughs> yeah. So and good. And we could mention that to to the listeners. You reach out here to prove a service called podcastguests.com mm-hmm. in order to have a chat here with me. And uh, hopefully also this recording will work w- well with ringer.com. I heard a bit of statics there, but probably it will take the best quality uh, from my side sure. and your side. So we'll uh, figure that out later on. And uh, so, so that's nice um, to hear. Uh, what more um, you want to talk about? It's, uh, you have also, you are a fellow po- podcast. I, you have I just started one. Your own show. Yeah. Congratulations. Live Transformation Radio on Blog yes. Talk Radio. And I saw there uh, a name that's probably uh, familiar in this personality type and personal development, Sigler, but not Sig Sigler. It was Tom Sigler. Could you tell me more about sure. him? Sure. So I had Tom Sigler on my show about two weeks ago. Um, it was March uh, 22nd, to be exact. And, yeah. uh, and so Tom and I developed a relationship through, uh, through his webinars and some of the coaching things that he's done. And I really wanted to be a, a legacy speaker, you know, but it cost a little bit of money, kind of like John Maxwell, John Maxwell, the same way. 
you know, you go on some webinars, you want to be a speaker, a trainer for the Gemini Maxwell company. It's about $5,000. And so Tom and I was like, man, I really want to do this, you know, but I wanted to kind of get more information. I knew all about John Maxwell. I got some friends that are John Maxwell trainers, certified coaches. And I said, you know, I want to get to know them because I've, I've been following, you know, Zig's page for like ever, uh, early 2000s, you know, since I got into the personal development game. And so Tom and I just shot, you know, messages back and forth. And, um, you know, I, I, I subscribe to his emails and I was like, what said, 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 said. I email, email back, back sometimes like, man, this really, this really touched me, man. I, I really appreciate the message that you sent today. And he'll send out a couple of messages, uh, you know, kind of informing you like, hey, man, you got to live to win. You got to be this way. You got to be this way. And I'm like, man, I really like that. And so, you know, I sent messages back and forth and we talked and I said, yeah, I really want to start a radio show that is all about the transformation of somebody. Not so much how you did it, but, but more of like the emotional feeling behind your transformation. Because we're not the same way we were five minutes ago, 20 minutes ago, a year ago, 10 years ago. We're not the same person. And so I wanted to design a radio show around someone's transformation. Uh, not so much the how of they transformed, you know, how they transformed, but just the why. So the first question I always ask the guests is, why do you do what you do? Not what, not how, but why. Why do you do what you do? Because I feel like, and Simon Sinek said it so well, people buy into what you, people buy into why you do it. Not so much what you grew up. Like, I'm sure he parented you in quotes. You know, like, he just parented you in the famous Zig Ziglar, Zig Ziglar quotes. So we talked, you know, in depth about what it takes to live to win, you know, and, and how he, you know, he helped his dad write the book Born to Win, you know, and the episode was incredible. If you haven't listened to it, it's on blogtalkradio.com slash life transformation radio. You can see all my guests, but it, what's cool about it is that it's a live radio show. Wednesdays at 530 Eastern, it's live. They can do talk, 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 talk to me. Um, that that's the aspect that I love about the show was that I got to do a live show. We've had callers call in, ask questions. So it's really cool. It's really interactive. Good. Yeah. I, uh, I used uh, blog talk, uh, talk radio back in the day when I started out with podcasting around 2006. First, I used the service, uh, with a guy who started in Australia. And then later on, I, I used blog talk radio for some years. So I, I liked the, live aspect of it also right now my personal style is that uh, my listeners and others could listen whenever they want and uh, you could later on find some other live uh, features for example i think it's a service called mixler or something like that that use for the future but it's a cool feature there on blog talk radio so good to hear and i will i follow you on the show there and i'll definitely and automatically automatically uh, uploads to itunes and stitcher as well So you can have it already uploaded, like your RSS feed. You know, yeah, you can have good. it automatically yeah. when you're done with the episode. The next day when it comes yeah. out, it's automatic. I think it's like it takes a day or two, but it automatically uploads to iTunes yeah. and Stitcher, which I think is is amazing. So, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a good good way of so you could listen uh, in Absolutely. whatever service and podcatcher you want to use. So that, that's a good uh, good thing. So I think we will talk more about books and so on. Um, 
Uh, we will talk about, we have an, uh, some kind of sponsor message, you could say, or, or affiliate here called Audible. So why Audible? Audible content includes more than 180,000 audio programs from a leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspapers publishers, and also business information providers. And they recently have a new service called Send This Book Gift. So you could send a big uh, book, an audiobook like a gift to somebody if you subscribe to their service. And they also started that we talked about podcasting mm. is something similar to podcasting called Audible Channels. It's like a podcast network. Uh, yes, I do. Do you use and uh, listen to audiobooks? Yeah. Do you have any book tip there? No, I don't. Uh, that something <laughs> that you are reading or listening to no, uh, at I've, the moment? I've... No. But if you come, come yeah, up I mean, with something... Yeah, I did read, I did read an audio book while I was... Or, uh, well, listen to an audio book anyway. As I was driving to uh, New York, it's like a nine-hour drive. Yeah. And uh, I just downloaded an audio book and then just had that play while I was driving. Wow. Yeah, that's, and uh, Kindle. that's yep. a good uh, thing. But your book, it's in hardcover and also that you could read it in on Kindle, right? Uh, on an yeah. e-book. I've been, so, I've been asked to I, put I my also, to put my so, book on like an audio uh, book. Great um, I just have haven't done it yet. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, it will take take some time and, and so on. And then it could be to find either if you will uh, wait. If you would record it yourself, but your own voice, or to get somebody else, and I mean, it it will take some time to do it. Uh, I'm writing books on tea, and I I haven't planned to to have it in an audio format because it's a short format. But I will have it in some kind of other formats too. But the main thing is the hardcover. It's a special experience to yeah. to flip through a book and uh, reading it, and sure. at the same time, for example, drinking tea. So. That, that that what I want to do, and uh, um, what more? Uh, we talked about your uh, projects there and different different hobbies, and also with your speaking engagements. Um, uh, do you want to talk a bit um, more about your background? In, I mean, we could talk about how and what you have experienced. My there. military experience has played a role um, in in building my business because that's really where my focus is at right now. I'm I'm about four years yep. away from retirement, so. Hmm. Good. So, uh, what have been your main well, impact? From, in 2009, uh, I became a drill instructor. In uh, you know, I said earlier that I was a suicide survivor. So, uh, you know, in early 2000s, you know, I was I was an alcoholic, and I loved the drink. I loved the party. I was stationed in England uh, from 2002 to 2004. Mm. I fell in love with partying and the clubs and mm. drinking and girls and like I loved it all. Yeah. You know, it was like a rock star lifestyle and I just, I fell in love with it. That's all I wanted to do. Well, it took a toll mm. and I became an alcoholic. And then um, fast forward, you know, 05, mm. 06, 07, I'm still doing the same things. You know, I, I transferred back to the States. So I rotated back from England to uh, to Idaho, lived in Idaho for a while, then moved to Utah. I met my, uh, my now wife uh, in Utah, yep. but I just, I didn't want to give it up. And so- um, you know, I had a huge, huge party and then my house ended up catching fire and I lost the house and 
it was it was real bad. A lot of the friends were like, "Okay, this dude's crazy. I don't want to talk to him anymore." So I felt my life in shambles. Well, my wife, um, you know, she she offered to to have me come stay with her, which you know at the time we were just kind of seeing each other and kind of hanging out as friends, you know, whatever. And so I lived with her for a couple of months and said, "You know, this is great. I love it. Let's get married." So we got married, but I still didn't want to stop what I was doing. You know, I mean, I loved what I was doing. Uh, mm-hmm. She didn't think it was 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 too good, but uh, yeah, we lasted not even a year and uh, filed for divorce. Mm-hmm. And then it was like my world came crashing down because I still couldn't kick the drinking habit, and she didn't want to do anything to do with me. So, um, so yeah, tried to take my own life in two thousand eight, and uh, I got the help that I needed. Some people reached out, and then I reached out and I said, "Man, enough is enough. Like this has got to stop. Enough is enough." And so that's what my, that's really what my book is about is is all the self defeating behaviors that that we talk ourselves out of dreams or we end up living in the results of somebody else's thinking, you know, and that, well, you're not good enough for this. And, and, and how somebody else feels about me or thinks about me is, is the reality that, that I live in. And that's what I was doing. And a lot of people do that. A lot of people live in the reality of somebody else's, somebody else's perception of us. And so my book kind of, kind of goes through like how to overcome hmm. that type of thinking, you hmm. know, and, and to really believe in yourself. And so, I uh, reached out, got some help. Others helped me. And mm. then uh, they said, man, you got a powerful testimony, man. You should be a drill instructor for Air Force basic training. I was like, well, I guess. I mean, I don't really want to yell at anybody, but okay. I got there and I found out that, oh my gosh, like I am good at this, like teaching and <laughs> training and influencing. Like, man, I am so good at this. And plus I got a little little hint of OCD. So everything's got to be tight, neat, and wrinkle-free. You know, I'm like, ooh, I got that. That's all. Yeah, becoming a drill instructor was probably the best thing that ever happened to me, um, you know, outside of, you know, living. But, uh, you know, it really gave me an opportunity to to grow and to search inside myself and do something really outside of and I And I unlocked uh, and talents and, and gifts that I never knew existed. And I had a passion for influencing and a passion for speaking and training. And ever since 2009, I've been a personal development and professional development, uh, tons, 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 tons of books and learning how to become a better version of myself. And, uh, and that's what I do now with my business, the success core. I take people who are struggling and I show them a better way and I teach them a better way. Uh, and I also teach resilient skills. Sure. So resilience is your ability to withstand, recover, and grow through the face of adversity, stress, and life's changing demands. Mm. Everybody goes through adversity. The meaning in Now, resilience. The, the way that resilience works is that you have to try to create a buffer for the adversity that you're going to overcome. Because everybody will overcome. You're just, 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 just going to die. Like, you, 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 overcome. Come out. Everybody's entitled to a bad day, but it just says that I don't live 
in that residence. I don't live in the, I'm not, I'm not attaching my address to that negative thinking. I'm not planting my mailbox in a life of despair. You know, it's just a season. It's just a moment, you know, but when I teach you how to better equipped to handle change and to handle uh, adversity. And so uh, other skills that I teach are like values-based goals. I teach a skill called check your playbook. Check your playbook is cool because it's a self-assessment tool that says I acted uncharacteristically. Let's find out why. So I love the skill check your playbook and then balance your thinking. Because I'll tell people, like, dude, you need to balance your thinking, man. It's like, this person's talking about me, and I know what they're talking about. They're talking bad about me. Like, whoa, what? Even, 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 So when you balance your thinking, you do it You do it in three steps. First of all, you examine the evidence. Do I even have any evidence to, to even prove any of the thoughts that I'm thinking? If not, then they're probably your own thoughts. Because all thoughts that we have, the negative ones, are all self-created. Nobody creates the negative thoughts in us. All thought, okay, is created by either in, internal or external factors. The positive ones can be, can be internal, but are mostly external. Mm -hmm. Negative thoughts that we have are all self-created. We, we place meaning in ways that benefit us or justify mm -hmm. how we are thinking and feeling. Because our decisions are, are, are done based off of our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs. The thoughts, feelings, and beliefs are the ones that drive our reactions and they drive our decisions. So if you have unbalanced thoughts and you have negative beliefs, you know what I'm saying? Then, then you're going to make very bad decisions and you're going to live a very negative life. I choose not to live that way. I want to live a very epic life. And so what I do, I teach people how to examine the evidence carefully, okay? And then the second thing is they're a double standard because sometimes there's a double standard. Well, if one guy acts this way, but another guy acts a different, you know, the same way, but you know, it's different because in, no, if there's no double standards. You know, what if you did the same thing? Would you get upset? You know, would that person get upset? And would you be okay with that? And so you have to examine like, is there a double standard? And the third thing, and most importantly is to phone a friend and not the friend that's going to agree with every single thing you say. Like if you're a female out there, and you have this friend that really agrees with everything you say, call him. Yeah, if you got, I, 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 if, if there's some males out there and you have this dude that's like, yeah, bro, got your back no matter what. Like, don't call that guy. You know, you want to call somebody who is unbiased, who's going to give you, who's going to be the friend that tells you, dude, you're an idiot and you're wrong. Or the girl is going to say, yo, girl, that's stupid. Like, you messed up. You know what I'm saying? So that's really the, that's really the heart of it. And I teach mindfulness. I teach mindfulness skill sets, and then I teach some spiritual resilience, which is basically how you strengthen a set of beliefs, principles, and values. And then I teach an interpersonal problem-solving course and a good listening and active constructive responding. I have not. Yeah, that uh, sounds interesting and a uh, good good thing. I will Perfect. look into it more. And uh, talking about uh, values fair and also believing in yourself. Uh, around the halftime here, we're talking about the trader principle. Have you heard about Miss Rand and uh, her book, The Fountainhead and Atlas Shrugged? 
No, that's the book tip. Uh, two book tips for you then that you could read. But uh, in in essence, then uh, you as we have now, we have a freely exchange between us, and uh, nobody have forced us to to sit here and talk. And mm-hmm. on a free market, you have a exchange in in uh, uh, values and products and services and so on. Well, the only thing I have to say about that, that is you're free to make any decision you want to, but you're not like free from the consequences of those decisions. You're selling your book you know, we make decisions every day. Like I said, like our thoughts, feelings, and beliefs drives our reactions and drives our decisions. So you need to get a hold on those thoughts and feelings and beliefs. And we all know the ones that, well, I believe this, and everybody knows it. Yeah, because you won't shut up about it. Like, we get it. We got it. You know, you believe this, or you believe, like, got it, you know? And so, you know, again, you're not you're not free the consequences of any decision that you make and no one decision will only impact you mm. let's talk about well i decide to get uh get fast food over sitting at a restaurant you know i i feel like i should drink you know tea instead of water like i'm not talking about that i'm talking about decisions like real real life decisions mm. they will never only impact you they will impact everybody around you and if you're not mindful of that then you will continue to make the wrong decision 100 percent of the time mm. then again wayne gretzky the greatest hockey player ever Probably arguably the, the greatest hockey player, Wayne Gretzky, said you will miss 100% of the shots that you don't take. Hmm. So make a decision. I live my life by one simple principle. Say yes and figure the rest out later. Because when you say yes to things, it opens up your heart and mind to new possibilities and new opportunities. So at the Success Core and in the mastermind group that I'm in called M1, March to a Million, with Rock Thomas, hmm. we always talk about say yes and yeah, figure it out later. Correct. And, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. So, um, I, you know, I, I authored a book, uh, Decisions, The Power to Overcome Self-Defeating Behaviors, but I'm working on a second book, and, and I'm kind of mm-hmm. throwing some ideas around. I have, I have the plot. Like, I have... Good. Kind and of the, the figure of, talking about the figure outline, of you know, but say, yes, I, I'm trying to figure out how plans? I'm going to fill it up. And so I'm working on the second book. Um, I'm, you know, like I said, I'm launching the business, the Success yeah. Core, um, same same uh, website, thesuccesscore.com, and uh, and I'm really passionate and passionate about doing that. And um, and and that's pretty much it. Got the got the live radio show that that I started back in February, and uh, I'm having a blast with that. And like I said, just building a business and maybe working on a second book. Mm. Um, eventually. And the next, my, my dream is to talk on the TED stage. That's my dream. Last year, I said, yep, last year, I said five years. I can do it in five years. This year, I am relentless. I'm like three years. I'm moving my dream up to three years. I will, in the next three years, I will be a TEDx speaker. Somewhere in the world, I will be a TEDx speaker. That is my dream, uh-huh. is to be on TED, TED Talks, TED Talks yeah. TEDx speaker, yeah. you know, I just, that, that's my, that's my dream. That's my vision. And so I'm relentless in the pursuit of what sets my soul on fire. And that is it. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah, I visited uh, TEDx, the light version, there in, in Gothenburg uh, once a uh, couple of years ago. So that, that was a 
interesting experience. So best premises with that, Sean. Oh, I've got. Uh, I, so if, uh, so what I suggest how it's going. Now, there's been people that so, have been doing a lot longer. Uh, like, you've been doing this a lot longer than me. So, and I'm sure that you've come across some amazing, and amazing people. Show and things, and so and what I did when I first started, I said, who do I like, want Eric? Or what? To listen is it just anybody's life transformation? A, or is it, I mean, really, like, who am I, who am I trying to get on the show? And so what I decided was, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find people who are impacting. You know, I mean, everybody, like, I went through a transformation. You know, I was an alcoholic, I was suicidal, you know, and now I'm impacting people and I'm influencing people. That's what I want. I don't want to have somebody who says, well, I transformed from college student to worker. Like I, I want people like, not, in, not it doesn't even have to be famous people like Gary Vaynerchuk or like, um, I don't know, like Les Brown or Zig Ziglar. Like it doesn't even have to be like, like that high, you know, profile of a person. You know, I've had guests on my show, like Ben Catania from, um, from the UK. You know, and, and we got in depth about resilience because he's an, he's a, a risk assessment professional, but uses resilience as a tool. And so him and I were back and forth, back and forth. It was amazing. Um, there's other people like that I've had on the show, Isabel Hunt. Isabel Hunt, her and I had one of the greatest conversations about life and about life coaching. And she's a speaker. And so uh, we've talked in you know offline and different groups that were in on Facebook and stuff. And I said, man, I got to have you on the show. Like, this is great. And so I would suggest that you go back and listen to that show with me and Isabel Hunt. She is amazing. And uh, I've got a list of people. So I said, I was like, I want to interview like this type of person. And so I looked it up. I'm like, who is doing this type of stuff? And so I'm in groups. I'm in like LinkedIn is a great tool. I love LinkedIn, but I'll look and I'm like, who's making an impact? Who's Who's really being disruptive? You know, not like, uh, I don't know, like Elon Musk, like not like that. Like there's a guy named Hal Elrod. Hal Elrod is the author of the book, The Miracle Morning. Well, just like Jack Canfield, he made a series out of it. So he's got The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families, The Miracle Morning for College Students, The Miracle Morning for Teenagers, The Miracle Morning for Parents and Families, for Entrepreneurs for salespeople, for, I mean, he literally wrote books according to professions and places in your life, which is amazing. And it's all about in the first Mm. two hours, you wake up and you win the morning. And how do you do that? And that's what his book's about. How do you win the morning? If you are an entrepreneur, a salesperson, a college student, like how do you, because when you win the morning, you win the day. And if you can win the day, then you will win the week. And you'll win the month. And then like, like Zig Ziglar says, you are born to win. How do you do it? Small steps every day. And that's what um, Hal Elrod's book is about. And I also, this Wednesday, will interview John Vroman. John Vroman is a speaker friend of mine. And we met at the One Life Fully Lived conference uh, last year hmm. in Pennsylvania. And he has a book called The Front Row Factor. And The Front Row Factor, he owns a foundation called The Front Row Foundation. And what it is, is he's an avid concert goer, and he noticed that when you live life in the front row, when you're at a front row of a concert, that you're having a very different experience than someone who was up in the nosebleeds, somewhere living life in the back, kind of checked out. And so he equated a concert to life. When you have a front row life, when you have it, like you and I, we're in each other's front row right now. I'm talking to you. You're talking to me. My podcast, this, this, this podcast will hopefully influence one, two, 20, 50, 100, 1,000 people. Who knows? You never know. And so, so listen, 
right now is going to be so impacted that they'll reach out to you, reach out to me, what have you. But we both right now are living in each other's front row until the end of this, mm-hmm. until the end of this podcast. And so what, what the front row life concept does is like, not only are you living life in the front row, but who is with you? Who are the top eight people that are in your front row who are cheering you on, who are elevating your life in such a way that they are called moment makers? Who's making moments for you? And every day we need to go out and be a moment maker. And that's what John, John Roman does. And I love his book. I love everything about the guy. He is a beautiful soul. And so uh, I'm going to have him on the show this Wednesday. Um, and it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. So I would definitely, definitely reach out. Um, if you go to, uh, frontrowglobal.com and just look up John Roman and he is amazing. He's a podcaster as well. And, uh, that guy is phenomenal. He would be an amazing guest for your show. Great, thanks for the tip. It's uh, fascinating oh, to hear about your cool. yes and and uh, your suggestions there. And talking about Al yep. Helrod, uh, I listened yep. to the, his morning miracle mornings on for authors because awesome. I'm writing books on tea. So yeah. um, uh, and I Did also you know John Bergoff with a co-host on on a show called Product John Bergoff and, and Hal Elrod and John Broman are like so, and then we brothers about, uh, from another mother. Like they're all sleep, like I mean they're all best friends. Cycles, you know we call them the John and John. What you do you know um, morning and so on. So, so I'm, Hal Elrod wrote that out. So that, yeah, John Broman's foreword so, in John Broman's book. John uh, Bergoff no, and John Broman are like besties. So, like they're yeah. like very very good friends. They're like one and the same person. Like it's just amazing. And then Hal Elrod, because of okay. his major, major influence and how awesome he is, um, John Berghoff okay. does his does Hal Elrod's um, live Facebook in the Miracle Morning community on Facebook. John John mm-hmm. Berghoff does a podcast, what a live mm-hmm. Facebook feed while he's doing the podcast, the yeah. Miracle Morning um, podcast. So yeah, they're they're all like intermingled and intertwined, and yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah, um, so on my site is my book. Um, my website is the Success Core, C O R P S, the Success Core.com. And uh, my book is right there on the homepage. You can, uh, you can actually look inside of my website on a podcast. You can see all of the episodes that I've ever been a guest on. So your show will be on my website so they can listen to it at any time. Um, whenever it comes out, I'll link it and, you know, I have a picture and a caption and, and so all of the yeah. podcasts that I've ever been a guest on are all listed, um, right there. You can click on it. It takes you to, to wherever the podcast is being hosted at. So that's, that's pretty cool. Um, but you can definitely, um, go to, uh, my, my website, learn more about me and you can get my book right there on Amazon. It's, uh, on the Kindle version or you can, you can get a paperback version.
<laughs> Why am I not on Twitter? Um, so I've been asked this so many times. Right. Like, man, you need to be on Twitter. Like, you need to be on Twitter that and check it uh, and include that in the show notes. And uh, uh, if you want, you you could tell uh, tell the, uh, my, myself and the listeners why you are not on the Twitter yet. Sure. <laughs> you don't you don't have to. For me, it's I'm I'm in joking a bit, but also serious because it's one of my favorite tool. But I always right. when I talk to clients. Uh, I, I give them uh, the background, but Twitter is not so big in a way, and uh, it's a special atmosphere sure. and so on. So I, I use, use Facebook you because heard, you know billions and billions of people are on Facebook. Often when I talk, and, um, talked about your most and it's, it's, it's never going to go away. Often in Twitter, you know, back in the you, get you know, year, let's say like what, ten years ago, ten years and, ago, and, uh, we had so MySpace. That's why I use it as an you know, introduction. Everybody had MySpace. Like, how do you not have a MySpace? If you want, you could tell me more about that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but how many people really use MySpace? Yeah, correct. Right? I mean, <laughs> nope. <laughs> thing about MySpace is that when you went up to someone's yeah. page, I mean, you can message them and everything. But what I liked still, about it was when still you went to someone's around. page, I wouldn't mind you had a music player that MySpace, was there. But I, I'm, and sometimes I'm you wouldn't recognize the songs, so and sometimes so you would. But you could click on that person's music player and no, take them so to that band and you can learn more about the band. Which I thought was really cool. So. But it really it really showed who that person was because you could tell a lot by a person by what, what, what kind of music they listen to, you know? And so and, and I really like that part. But you know, Facebook is yeah. I mean Facebook is mm. redesign the category, you know, of, of social media. You, you know, MySpace was the first. Well really AOL was the first. AOL was the first one to yeah. ever to ever really bring social together. I mean it, they are undoubtedly AOL is undoubtedly the category design. But the problem yeah. with AOL is that they didn't Great. move past what they already created. They didn't. I, I see people all the time like, really, dude? Like AOL.com email? Like for real? And they're like, well, I just I haven't changed it in 20 years. Yeah. I'm like, well, time to change. Because you have to morph with, with the culture and you have to morph with the times. AOL just kind of stood with that and said, you know what? We're, we are who we are and we're not going to change. If you notice, Facebook is always coming out. And Facebook stories are out now. And you have Facebook Marketplace. Like they're always changing. They're always evolving. And if you want to survive, you have to um, um, you have to do that. You have to evolve. You have to change. You have to morph into what your clients are doing, uh, you know, no matter what. So for Twitter, in my opinion, Twitter will be dead in two years. It's not going to, it's not going it, it, to, yeah. it's going to be dead. Yeah. I, yeah. So I believe that in two years, Twitter will be bought out if they have not already, because I believe that somebody was talking about buying them. So Facebook is already bought yeah. like Instagram and, and, and Snapchat and all that stuff. Like they're going to die off, man. Nobody's going to use them because Facebook's going to reintegrate everything and okay. Facebook's going to be the one-stop shop. Should we have so it? why, have, an Should we have, a why have, a, have a Snapchat if Facebook's already going to offer it? Because like I said, Facebook is the category king. They own it all. No one will, will, no one will, okay. will go okay. over Facebook. Yeah. If. So. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I, I'll I'll message you in two years. Absolutely. 
because I firmly believe that Snapchat and Instagram, you know, when they got bought, I was like, oh, that's the end of that one. I agree with you. You know, that's 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 the end of that. And I will still uh, keep it. And I when Facebook stories started coming out, I'm like, oh, that's the end. Like, that's the nail in the coffin, man. That's the end of it. We will talk about two years' time and see. It was still nah, around. And yeah, I believe, yeah, and, I, and I'm pretty right on this. I believe that Twitter will eventually go away because Twitter's starting to die off. I'm, I'm fairly certain, yeah. about 95% sure that Twitter in the next two years will be bought out, change the name, it'll transform, it'll morph into something else other than what it is right now because there's already LinkedIn, there's already Facebook, yeah. and that's the number one. So there's no reason to really, twi- yeah, I, I believe that Twitter will die off. Two years. <laughs> we'll see. CEO of Twitter's listening right now, like I'm gonna get this guy. <laughs> He's not my PR guy. <laughs> hmm. Okay, yeah, but sure. that's interesting. Uh, yep. Yeah, we will see. Uh, I will one search out for some Twitter expert and uh, see what what they are saying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think so, but I, I yeah. agree. You know, I agree. I, I have some issues with Twitter, uh, personal issues with, with how how to follow uh, uh, your uh, tweets and so on, and how you could use it and search um, features. But also, I see that. They, yeah, but I see that we try to adapt also. But they they had some buyers that were interested. For example, the CRM company and so on. So we will see. So we will see what happening in in the future. I mean, their challenge is is to to earn money for the stockholders and so on, and see what what's how is that going. On the other hand, yeah. it's, it's oh, yeah, the that's, database yeah. and um, our life is. A, can you imagine people and, put their whole life into 140 characters? Trends and so on. They and put their entire day things. into so 140 characters. Yeah, their moments, like their moments, are lived in 140 characters. I don't know. So I, and that's why I use it, and I like the transparency and the openness, <laughs> and also that you have to be short and sweet, uh, 140 characters. Sure. So I, I, I like that. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, so you can find me at uh, LinkedIn. Good. Good uh, I love LinkedIn. It's, it's just a professional network. Value. You know, nobody's yeah. sitting in there and, on LinkedIn um, going, hey, guys, I'm going out um, to get a cheeseburger. Like, nobody does that. You, you know, so it, it kind of weeds through all the, else, but, uh, all the crap that nobody cares about on Facebook. And it's the professional and business side of life, you know, that everybody connects with on LinkedIn. So I love LinkedIn. Definitely connect with me there. Um, yeah, definitely yep. on Facebook. I have a couple different, um, couple different pages. So, you know, you can follow me at the success core yep. or you can follow me at Sean Douglas speaks, which is my Facebook page. Um, yep. you know, the title will say Sean Douglas speaker, master resiliency trainer, author, and then, then um, have other life transformation radio and you can uh, follow all the radio stuff on there and my radio show life transformation radio is on blogtalk.com slash life transformation radio sweet tea man sweet tea
you know, I think it's a fine balance, you know, because you can't have like too much sugar where it doesn't dissolve, but you can't have too little sugar where, where it tastes like you're drinking like tea water. You know what I mean? Like it's just like, what, so, uh, what um, of, uh, I definitely like sweet tea. I mean, that's pretty good, but definitely sweet tea. Yeah, that's um, good. I, I like or like yeah, raspberry like, tea. Yeah. I like raspberry tea. How sweet tea. is it? Other than that, lots of sugar in it. I don't really drink anything else, man. I'm not, I mean, I don't know. I drink Fago soda yeah. every once in a while just because I'm from Detroit. I drink Fago yeah. soda. I like that stuff. But uh, not, a, not a huge soda drinker. I just, I love tea. Everywhere I go, man, I'm like, yeah. give me some tea. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's good good to hear. When when you definitely have to listen to the my interview with I did with the CEO of Ringer. He's he was a Dr. Pepper guy. And oh, I love a story it. about that. So, we do that at the end of my but show. I will send you a sample of matcha green tea and uh, with the uh, it's added pomegranate um, uh, and, and other stuff, good stuff, so it will have a natural sweetness there. So that's what I'm drinking right yep. now, and yep. also with some grapes, so on. So that's good. Uh, yeah, I will do a call to action here also to check out egonetcost.com. Yeah, forward slash support, and there you can support the <laughs> well, show. Well, I always have my and show then, of course, you um, go then to blog saying that. Page. Uh, you need to live your brand. Find opportunities to live out your values. Everybody has a value yeah. they're living for, whether so, it be family, uh, Sean, love, relationships, money. I call it living your brand. When you live your brand, that simply means that you are finding opportunities to live out those values and live your life by example every single day because we have to be better than we were yesterday. We have to do the things necessary today to live the life we want tomorrow when people don't do the things that they're supposed to do today and they live the life that they can't. Hmm. Oh, yeah. All right, absolutely. Thank you so much for the opportunity. I was mm. glad, I was happy to meet you, and uh, and I should have you on my show soon. And, uh, I will include some kind I, I, of I, I, I have a good one. My, Take care. One of my favorite philosophers, Aristotle, and he, what he wrote about uh, habit formation and other things like that. So that's a good good ending, Sean. So thanks again for uh, have, taking me time, and talk to you soon again. Okay, thank you very much. Cheers. You too.